heaven's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank, thank you this morning for your word. We thank you that it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We surrender our wills, our hearts, and our minds to receive the word today. And I'm asking that the Holy Spirit will spiritually arrest everybody in this room and even those listening via the the podcast. And Lord, our spiritual ears will hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us. And as we hear it, and as we receive it, and as we obey it, doors in our lives will open, change will take place, Miracles will transpire, and Father, our faith will rise to conquer anything we may be going through. And so we thank you in advance for the Holy Spirit being in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. We're in a new series entitled Matters of the Heart. Everybody say Matters of the Heart. And of course, the goal of this teaching is to show you how powerful your heart is and then start applying the principles that I'm teaching you that will help make your life better. You know, in the book of Proverbs, it it instructs us to to guard our hearts or keep our hearts with all diligence because, because out of the heart, is the issues or the source of which life flows from. And so we're on our third lesson, and today I want to talk about the desires of the heart. The desires of the heart. And I want you to find two passages of the scripture. Find Psalm 37, verse 4. Psalm 37, verse 4. And then Mark chapter 11, verse 24. That was Psalm 37, verse 4. And that was Mark chapter 11, verse 24. And just briefly, we've defined the the heart as the inner man. It's where our soul resides and our soul consists of our mind, our will, our thoughts, and how we feel. It is also the center. Everybody say the center. Our heart is the center and the seat of spiritual life. It is the fountain, fountain by which our thoughts our passions and our desires come from. And so uh, with with knowing that, I'm just going to jump into what I want to talk about today. So I want you to find Psalm 37, verse 4. Psalm 37, verse 4. And uh, as you find that, we've discovered that our hearts are where we believe from. Because in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says... That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It goes on to say, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness. 
So your heart is where you believe. And because your heart is where you believe, it should be protected at all times. I mean, if, if my heart causes the issues of my life to flow, I don't need trash in my system. And that's why you have to be very careful about what you hear, what you see, who you hang around, because they're either adding trash or they're adding faith. Amen. So here's the first point that I want you to write down this morning. Delights determine direction. Delights determine direction. I'm going to say that one more time. Delights determine direction. In other words, whatever you like is what you're going to pursue. And many people never receive the desires of their heart because they either have wrong delights, wrong desires. Watch this one. Here's a big one. No desires or they don't understand the difference between believing and faith. I'm going to say that again and then I'm going to break it down for you. Many people never receive the desires of their heart and it's either because they have wrong delights or wrong desires and I'll show you the difference between the two or they don't have any desires at all. And I'm going to show you through the scripture this morning that God wants us to come to prayer with desires. Many of us, we use prayer as a confession booth. All we're doing is talking about and asking for forgiveness for this and Lord, forgive me for doing this and Lord, help me love this person. But God wants us to bring some desires to our prayer closet. Amen. So in Psalm 37, verse 4, I'm reading out of the King James. It says, what's the first word? Everybody say delight. Say it again. He says, delight yourself also in who? In the Lord. And then he, he being the Lord, shall give you, come on, read it with me, the desires of what? Man. All I have to do is learn how to delight myself in the Lord. And he says in his word, he will give me the desires of my heart. Now, here's what's dangerous about that. If the desires of my heart are wrong, he can't give me those. Amen. Now, the word delight, if you want to write it down, the definition means to be soft and pliable. To be soft and pliable. I, thought, I, I know many of you all probably thought it meant something else. Like maybe uh, seek him in his word or seek him in prayer. It means soft and pliable. So what it's really saying in Psalm 37, 4 says, be soft and pliable in the Lord. In other words, I want you, and if I had something to give you to take home, I would have given each one of you some clay dough. Clay dough takes the form or whoever forms it. Now, the problem with Play-Doh is this. If you leave it out of its container too long, it gets hard. 
And once it's hard, it cracks, it's brittle, and you really can't do anything with it. And, and so what the scripture is saying to us is we need to stay soft. Our hearts need to be pliable to the Lord. And when our hearts are pliable, then guess what? He will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I have proof of that in, in a lot of areas, but just th- this area right here. You know, I knew when I got saved, I wanted to be married. I knew that. It was a necessity. Some of y'all will get that next week. I mean, it was a necessity in a lot of areas. I couldn't cook. <laughs> I mean, it, but, but, but uh, you know, I knew I wanted to be married. But I knew also that I needed to be pliable and delight myself in the Lord. Because if I didn't, he couldn't give me the desires of my heart. And guess what? At the time, I didn't even know what the desire of my heart was for a mate. And one thing God put in my heart, this was in college. He put in my heart, he said, Evan, you're going to marry somebody that's not even from here. You know what that helped me do? First of all, it helped me to patiently wait on the Lord. But it also helped me weed out certain people. Because sometimes we entertain people we should never be entertaining. I mean, if some of you all could get some money back from people you dated that you weren't supposed to, you would be a millionaire. That would be a good reality show, wouldn't it? And so what happened is, one day, the Lord asked me to go to Bible school. And the Bible school was in Jamaica. Now, you have to understand the headquarters for the Bible school is right here in Dallas. And so he's asking me to go somewhere where it's hot. They have lizards crawling on the wall and flying roaches. And it was a struggle at first to say, yes. Yes, come on, help me. Yeah, yeah. My soul say yeah. <laughs> now, it was hard. But I started recapping my life. And I saw that every time I obeyed God, he gave me the desires of my heart. I didn't go to school to get married. I went to school because he told me to. So I get to school, and long story short, that's where I find my wife. But had not my heart been pliable, had I not been delighting myself in the Lord, he can't give me the desires of my heart. And let me tell you something, too. If your heart's not pliable, if it's not soft, he can't put the desires in your heart that he wants you to have. Amen. Some of us, and ain't nothing wrong with this, but some of us are riding around with uh, 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 gremlin hearts. I remember, remember gremlins growing up. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm, let me update you a little bit. How about a pacer? I mean, how many of you remember the pacers? Okay, now, how many remember Vegas? Anybody remember Vegas? Okay, y'all must be some young people then. Uh, uh, how about, well, I don't know no old ones no more now. 
Pinto. How many remember Pinto? Okay, got more hands. Some of us have Pinto hearts. And God is trying to soften us up so he can put, he can give us a, 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 a spiritual transplant and take that Pinto out and put a Bentley in. Amen. Now, just write down Isaiah chapter 58, verse 13. And I'm going to read uh, 13 and 14. But it says, you know what? I'm not going to read the whole part, but I'm, I'm going to read verse 14. It says, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride up on the high places of Jacob, thy father. Now, if you read that in another version, it says this. Then the Lord will be your delight, and I will see to it that you ride high and get your full share of blessings that I promised your father Jacob. In other words, when we are pliable and our hearts are right, God will make sure the desires come to pass. Now, the word desire there means a request or petition. So when it says he will give us the desires of our heart, it's saying he will give us the requests and the petitions of our heart. Now go to Mark chapter 11. Go to Mark chapter 11. Go to Mark chapter 11. I'm going to show you that. Let me tell you something about what I'm about to share right now. I know what I'm talking about right here. How many in here uh, went to school for a certain subject and you are working in that field right now? Let me see your hand. Okay. You know what you're doing at work, don't you? Well, right here, what I'm about to talk about, I know what I'm talking about right here. In Mark chapter 11, I I said earlier that God wants us to come into prayer with desires. Well, if you read Mark chapter 11, watch this, look in verse 24. He says, therefore, I say unto you. What things, look at your neighbor, say neighbor, God ain't got a problem with things, so you shouldn't. Let's see, your thing might be different from my thing, but don't hate on my thing just because it ain't your thing. He said, what things, and I like that word because notice it has an S on it. God wants you to have more than two cars. You say, well, I don't need two cars. See, that's the problem. You're living for just you. What if one of your siblings or your parents call and their car broke down and it's in the shop and they need your car for a week? You can give it to them with no problem because you have three. You have more than one pair of shoes, don't you? You can't wear them all at the same time, can you? Amen. What things soever you desire. Look at your neighbor and say, it's up to you, baby. (laughs) What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, Now, if he told me He says, what things soever you desire when you pray, that means my prayer life should include some desires. 
And you say, well, pastor, I don't know how I'm going to get it. That's not your problem. No, no, no. It's God's responsibility to get it. It's my responsibility to desire it. And until you expose yourself, your desires will, go, will not go beyond where you were raised. Amen. Believing. Now, notice what it says here. He says, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Here's point number two I want you to write down. Believing is will driven and we control it. I'm going to say it again and I'm going to break it down for you. Believing is will driven and we control it. Now the word desire there, just so, so you can know, it means to ask call or crave after that's what it means in that verse so go to john quickly go to stay keep your hand here because we're going to come back go to john chapter 20 go to john 20 let me show you something here believing is will driven we have made believing god so spiritual that we can't reach it i mean this is why I have a problem with certain songs. He may not come when you want him. Come on, help me finish it. But he's always on time. Okay. When you call your kids, when do you want them? I mean, what would it look like? Your kid come up to you and say, well, I know you called me when you wanted me. But I'm coming in my own time. Down. In John 20, I'm going to show you that believing is will driven. Look in verse 24 now. Now this was, this was, we call him doubting Thomas. But this was Thomas and uh, Jesus had appeared to the apostles. And uh, in verse 24... Uh, uh, chapter, what did I say? Chapter 20, verse what? 24. It says, but Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I shall see his hands and the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand in his side. Come on, read it with me, class. I will not believe. Believing is according to your will. He could have easily said, I will believe. But he chose to say, I will not believe. And that's what we do every day based on our confession. If you're not declaring God's word in your life on a regular basis, guess what you're declaring? You're saying, I will not believe. I mean, there's a difference between truth and facts now. I'm not saying don't deny your big toe has an infection. Go to the doctor. Get it checked out. And, and you know, don't walk up in there and they say, well, what, what's wrong? Nothing. No, no. 
the fact may be that you have an infection, but the truth is by his stripes, you're healed. So guess what? I'm going to treat the fact and believe the truth. Oh, y'all didn't get that, did you? Oh, I might have to take this pill right now, but it ain't going to be forever. Because I'm going to take it in Jesus' name. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I am healed. Some of y'all just, you know, you just take your medicine. Now, take it with a confession. Believing is will-driven and we control it. Uh, go quickly here. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Man, I'm out of time. Hot dog. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let me, let me give you a process real quick. Let me give you a process. And if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, you still need to write this down. This is powerful. When we believe the wrong thing, it causes our flesh to increase. When we believe the right thing, it causes our faith to work. Did you, did you hear that? When we believe the wrong thing, it causes our flesh to increase. When we believe the right thing, it causes our faith to work. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I love this because I'm going to show you now how faith works and the difference between faith and believing. He says, verse 13, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I have believed or I believe, notice that's past tense. And because I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. So the manifestation of what you believe in your heart are, are the words that are coming out of your mouth. My words announce what I believe. Therefore, my heart has already accepted what I say to be true to me. In other words, once words have come out of your mouth, your heart has already declared that's true to me. And since our hearts are designed to believe what we say, then if we've been speaking doubt, or if we're being negative or being around negative people, then our hearts are going to believe what we are surrounded with. And that's why some people's faith struggle. You mean to tell me you, you want your faith to work, but at the same time, you're around all these doubting people? Let me tell you something. I was at the hospital. We had a member that almost died. Everybody say almost died. Oh, yeah, almost ain't enough, though. I almost died this week, right? So I went to the hospital to go pray for him. Uh, me and Pastor Che went. And, and uh, so I started to pray, put my hands on him. The Bible says you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You say, well, Pastor, I don't. I, so I lay hands on somebody and they didn't recover. Maybe they didn't want to. You know, some, sometimes people don't want to live. So I started praying, and before I could get my first sentence out, the door knocks. Knock, knock, knock. And I stopped praying, and I said, come in, like it's my room. Come in. And it's the nurse. I said, we are praying right now. I said, uh, do you want to pray? 
Because if not, you can stay outside. No, I'm serious. Jesus put people out when it was time to pray. If you are unbelieving, you got to stay outside. And so she said, well, I can use a good prayer. I said, are you a believer? She said, yes. I said, come on in then. And we all prayed right there together. Amen. If you're surrounded with faith, that's what, what your heart will produce. Amen. He said, therefore, let me put my reading glass back on. Don't laugh. I'm sensitive about that now. You still laughing? <laughs> we have the same spirit of faith according to it is written. I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. What are you saying? Because whatever, I don't care what you say to me. Whatever you say it is what you believe, baby. Well, Pastor, I just, I, you know, sometimes I just, I, you, I have to let my hair down. You better buy a wig then. You don't have time for negative words to come out of your mouth. Let me tell you something. If you repeat negative words about somebody else, you know what it does? It causes your heart to even believe that, even, even if it may not be true. You have to get to a point where you program your heart that whatever your mouth says, it's believing. See, if you don't get to that point, then your heart's going to be confused. Like, okay, they said they hate their husband. Uh, do, should they really, should I really remember that or believe that as my heart? This is your heart talking. Should I, should I believe that? Well, no, that's not what God's word says. So I'm not going to even say that. Because, see, some of you all are doing what you're saying only because you said it. Okay, I'll give you an example because some of y'all are looking just so out of space right now. <laughs> Let's say you were in a relationship and he was unaccountable for like a day. And you said in your heart, and it came out of your mouth because you was talking to your girlfriend. If he ever do that again, I ain't going to never trust him. And you wonder why you're struggling with trusting. Okay. Back to the word here. Back to the word. Here we go. Go to, go to, go to, well, let me show you something real quick. Go to, go back to Mark. I don't have any time. Mark chapter, go to Mark chapter 11. Go, let me, let me just at least show you the difference between believing and faith. Okay. Let me just show you that because uh, many believers believe, but many believers don't walk in faith. I'm going to show you the difference here. Notice in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Uh, Actually, if you go back up in verse 22, Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. Then he says, for verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt where in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he say out of his mouth shall come to pass. He shall have what his mouth said. Therefore, I say unto you, 
what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Believing, I want you to write this down. Believing is knowing, but faith is trusting. Believing is knowing, okay? So, uh, here's a chair. Illustrative sermon. I'm going to tear up stuff trying to get the chair. Okay. Believing is knowing, but faith is trusting. How many believe this chair can hold me up if I sat in it? How many? How many believe it will hold you up? Okay. You know, I can believe that all day. And what I'm believing is true. But I don't have faith in the chair until I sit down in it. Now I have just gone from knowing that the chair will hold me to, to trusting that the chair will hold me. Okay, okay, all right. Let me, let, me, let me do it another way. Let me do it another way because some of y'all are still going, ah. <laughs> Believing is knowing something to be true even if we have not experienced it to be true. But faith is believing what God has said to be true, even if I haven't experienced it. And I'm willing, listen to this part, and I'm willing to take the necessary steps to show that I believe it. In other words, the Bible says faith without works is dead. So believing is faith, not an action. Did y'all get that part? And sometimes we, we want the desires of our heart, but we're not showing the necessary steps of faith to prove to God that I believe that you're going to do what you said you would. I'm out of time. Somebody get a lot of hand clap. Did you get something today? Can I give me one more nugget? Let me give you one more nugget. One more nugget. Because I, I got to get this one out. Your mouth says what your heart believes. Your heart believes what your ears have heard. And your hearing is determined by the company you keep. I'm going to say it again. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you don't pay attention, I'm going to slap you. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. We don't have no workman's comp around here. Don't, don't, don't do that. Your mouth says what your heart believes. And your heart believes what your ears have heard because the Bible says, listen, in Romans chapter 10, how can they hear without a preacher? And your ears have heard, or let me start over, what your ears have heard is determined by the company you keep. That company could be your radio. See, some of y'all think I'm talking about just people. I'm not just talking about people. Your company can be your thoughts. Your company can be your radio. It could be your co-workers. It could be your mama. It can be your parents. It can be, but, but here's my question. Who's the right company? The word. Let me tell you something what I know about the word. The word will not return void. 
My job may come up void. My husband or wife may come up void. But that word ain't going to return void. And when I learn how to stand on that thing, heaven and earth can pass away, but that word ain't going nowhere. So if you need some temporary change in your life today, I dare you to stand on the eternal word today. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap if you would this morning. Every head bow and every eye closed, you may be here this morning. You may not have ever received.